Alright guys, welcome to our latest episode of the Fake Nerd Book Club series. This time, we are not continuing with the Pride. If you came here looking for the Pride Volume 2, sorry. Sorry. We sorry. Are in, we are it's still now... available in Comicsology Original. Check it out. That is true. We are now going with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Volume 1. The first five issues collected because the zero issue is in this volume. Um, this is now collected, uh, written by Kyle Higgins. With art by Hendry, yeah, Hendry uh, Presetia. I tried to practice this beforehand, but I failed. Uh, Matt Herms did the colors, and Ed Dukeshire did the letters. And it's got backup stories by Steve Orlando, Corin Howell, Jeremy Lawson on the colors, and Jim Campbell on letters. Heck yeah. So let's just get right into it. First volume, Boom Studios, Power, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. What do we think? I think the art is spectacular. Yeah. Um, I don't think you get enough story in these four issues for me to really super connect. And the only reason I do have a good connection is because I'm familiar with the original source material. Um, besides that, um, I think it's a super cool introduction. I actually found myself enjoying the backup stories more because they're a little more fun. Uh, and Steve Orlando really has a good uh, 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 vo good voice for those characters, I think. Um, I think it's good. This sounds negative. I think it's really good. I just think um, it starts kind of slow for what I know, because I've read this. I've read a lot of this. I know yeah. where it goes, and I just forgot how slow it kind of starts for me. Right. Uh, ben? Um, I I had a great time. I Like Ryan, I was also familiar with... Well, I wasn't familiar with the Power Rangers comic books. Obviously, of course, I grew up with the show. All four of us grew up with the show, and we remember those five episodes. Did, where is this Sparks? You, you weren't familiar with Power Rangers as a kid? Nope. I mean, I knew they existed, but I didn't watch Power Rangers. Never Emma, mind. Not Emma, not today, please. Fox, <laughs> Fox Kids, baby. Yeah. Oh god, I remember those. But I mean, so reading the reading this these book um, these issues, the Power Rangers, I do agree that the things do kind of start off a little slow. But I love where they start. Is right after Tommy joins the team as the Red Ranger, he's out of Rita Repulse's um, influence. Who? At, That's who? Excuse me. Yeah, he Tommy. What ranger? The Power Rangers. The yeah, Green Ranger. The what ranger? He, the Green Ranger joins the team. That's right. You said the Red Ranger. Oh, yeah. I said the Red Ranger. Shit. I in fairness, green. Tommy <laughs> does. In fairness, oh, Tommy does eventually become a Red Ranger. And that's yeah. That's Zio though. That's way down the line. So the Green Ranger joins the team, and oh god, well I had a I had a train of thought. Damn it, I lost it. Other than. I still, I still liked it. I had a fun time. Sparks, do you want to say your thoughts? Um, I agree. I echo a lot of what Ryan said. I thought that the artwork was really good. Um, I honestly don't even remember the Zero issue at this point. Um, it, 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 the the it beginning was, it, story it, was like a, only a couple pages. It was very bland. It was just bland, setting up I, crystal. I, found it, I yeah. found it kind of bland, and I'm like, boy, if this is the whole book. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't, I mean, like, it's the same, hi, it's the same writer, but it felt uh, just weaker. It didn't, it didn't launch me into anything. And I'm like, I almost prefer I hadn't read the issue zero. Mm -hmm. um, but the rest of it is good. Uh, there's a level of, I feel like we're at a point where you can get away from the way the Power Rangers is written for television for children when you're writing a comic like this. Mm -hmm. And it still sounds like the Power Rangers talking like, uncomplicated teenagers yeah. uh in a way where 
it, it, it's four issues, so it's very hard to judge. But it just it, like them them as people, I don't really have a read on other than like uh, Jason's the leader and Kim's the kind of empathetic person and um, Billy's tech. Billy's got tech and that's what he's about. And it's the, the black guy is like I don't trust the other guy and that's yeah. his character. And I'm like, there's not a lot, but I'm not a Power Rangers person. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, that's the point: is to appeal to if part of it is to engage a fan base that isn't as familiar with Power Rangers. Um, it's hard. It's hard mm-hmm. to get one hundred percent into it if you don't know anything. Like, aren't invested in the Power Rangers, which I am not. Yeah, I uh, I dropped off pretty hard with the Power Rangers as I got older. Um, a lot of us did. Uh, but Mighty Morphin was a show that I watched religiously as a child, and mm-hmm. Tommy was always my favorite. Who, who didn't? love the bad boy green ranger um, i just like because green was my favorite color and also he had a dragon yeah um so i definitely brought in my own familiar familiarity there and i will echo the art is gorgeous i mm-hmm. love the artwork that for me that was the major takeaway was how much i like the artwork but i also kind of found myself um by the way sparks real quickly before i continue i agree the characterizations aren't quite there you don't really understand a lot of the characters motivations and you don't get a read on them right away um and that's hurt by the fact that this is only four issues it's it's Uh, also just like it feels like tommy can think in a way that is more like a real person and everyone else kind of talks like a children's cartoon sure whereas tommy sounds like a person and i'm like that's a little jarring when like everyone else is having conversations either to or about tommy and i'm like y'all sound like a gi joe special and then Tommy will come in and Tommy will be like, I sound like a person. Yeah, I, I understand that. I, I totally see that too. But one of the things I do really like is it's kind of how I've always wanted to see the Power Rangers tackled in general. Uh, just tonally speaking, it, it is it is like, it still retains the, it's Morphin time, call the Zords, you know, things like that. It still retains that goofiness, but it also does try to bring it up to a more adult level while still trying to balance the goofy tone that is inherent with the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And tonally speaking, this is kind of what I've always wanted to see from the Power Rangers. Yeah. So that's kind of why I connected with it right away. Yeah. I, I oh, oh, go ahead, sorry. If I because I one of the one of the things I love about this book is how the Power Rangers are written, how their tone is. Cause I remember a few years ago there was a new Power Rangers book that came out that was written exactly like the 90s show was. And the 90s show, it was like goofy dialogue, um, just like balls to the walls, just crazy, goofy stuff that we remember seeing in the 90s. And reading how these kids, I mean, yes, they like what Brandon said, they still keep uh, um, Jason saying, we need to make a Zord power now! And they're all saying it's morphin' time, and they're doing all their stuff. That stuff is fine, but just the, how these kids are, I feel like they're talking like actual teenagers. I, kind, I, I dig that. Like, I like how... There was um, one person. <clears throat> there was one person that I was shocked at the characterization didn't line up with what I remembered. And I want to be clear, what I remember of the characterization, it's Rita. Rita doesn't read like the Rita I remember. And I want to be very right. clear, it's I remember, because I haven't seen mm-hmm. the show in God knows how long. Yeah, Rita Rita I, I thought, she I, was I thought Rita was more like um menacing in this mm-hmm. one, more like conniving and less like <laughs> I'm it's, it's she's not the classic ah after ten thousand years I'm free. Yeah, she's but not I read like super high pitched. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh god, I, I also don't I, remember Scorpina. I don't I remember do. that. I actually do. I actually had a bit of a crush on her when I was a kid. Mm. Yeah, I she, she 
I like Scorpina. She's a bad, she's a bad lady. I can she's relate a, to Ben. I she's a very bad lady. But I actually kind of... That was probably my favorite part of the four issues is when she shows up in Tommy's home. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, this doesn't feel like something I usually see in Power Rangers. Yeah. 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 Now I'm excited and I'm interested. Like Scorpina I... is threatening to kill Tommy's mom. And Tommy's like, oh, hell no. And he takes her out to the woods and then they start fighting. It's like, oh, this is some cool stuff right here. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like that sequence a lot. Mm-hmm. This, this gives me something that we recently reviewed not nearly to the extreme but this is giving me some of the transformers warp cyberchum vibes where it does want to dive deeper into shit but it's not willing to actually go there mm-hmm. um and i know it goes there later with with the stuff that's leading up to is the stuff that we're trying to get to and we just have to get through the beginning stuff unfortunately because the stuff that we get to mm-hmm. is really dope it's just i, I kind of wish we get there a little faster right it's the it's the yeah. groundwork taking too long yeah, I, I will say just like this isn't a critique of the comic, but as far as they do trade collections, that is a horrible place to cut off your story. Is uh, at the end of issue four, I'm like, no, now I'm I'm Where really that, interested. That evil yeah. Shows up. yeah, and I'm like, this is you got me in. Like I, uh, that was frustrating. It, it makes me wonder. Like I'm sure Kyle Higgins had a plan of, of like you have to start at the beginning. You can't just start with the, with the Lord Dragon alternate future stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of just wish it did, mm-hmm. just a little bit because. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know where it's going, it's awesome. And when I was reading this, I'm glad I stuck with it while I did because I was enjoying it enough. And it was the first time I was reading it, right? Rereading it now, I'm like, oh, man, I just want to power through this so we can get to the good stuff. Yeah. This is my first time reading this because when I got to that cliffhanger, I'm like, damn it. I really want to know what happens. Because that does just that design of that monster, whatever that is, it looks really freaking cool. I like yeah. the design work a lot. The mm-hmm. artist is, um, the, the art work not only just looks good but the designs for the new monsters i think look really cool uh he reminds me of dan mora the klaus guy yep yeah yep. like that cartoon like man that like honestly if the art wasn't as good i probably wouldn't like this book as much but yeah. i think the art is like it works so well for the for both the, the yeah. people and the the, the, the zords mm-hmm. um I, I I loved looking at this book. I I I did not mind looking at it. Speaking at all. Of I'm Dan, trying to I'm trying to get Dan Mora though. Speaking of Dan Mora though, he has done the Power Rangers titles. Uh, yeah. He's did he did Go Go Power Rangers, uh, which is the spinoff to this one. And um, uh, he's doing a lot you, of uh, covers right now. Yeah, and you showed us the Dragon Ball art that he did on Twitter. Yeah, I want him to do a Dragon Ball book. Dude. <laughs> That dude Never style. Happened. That book. That yeah. dude style works so well for so many things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just want to point out one of my favorite panels, or it's my Go one ahead. of my pages. Oof. It's the page with the dragon sword under the water. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just a it looks gorgeous. B it also reminds me of Godzilla a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, even when all the I also love how the mega just all the Zords how they're drawn. Especially mm-hmm. one of my and also one of my favorite sequences is one of Tommy's uh, dream sequences when him and Trini. Are in, are like they're they're doing that scan, and Tommy halluc- hallucinates how the dragon sword comes out, and the dragon sword is fighting the saber tooth tiger sword. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I like a, I like a lot of that kind of uh, alternate uh, uh, dream sequences when he's when he's fighting against the dragon mm-hmm. sword and he can't control it, and then you know, Kolme Sue, it does happen in the in towards the end of the book that the dragon sword does go rogue. Um, yeah. I like a lot of that stuff. I think that stuff is, is really cool. Mm-hmm. I agree, and, and it shows it shows that the the main focus and going back to what Sparks was talking about with like all the characters not really feeling like characters except for Tommy. Um, Tommy is the main focus of this book, mm-hmm. um, and I think probably too much because I would have liked to have seen more from the from the other Rangers, some mm-hmm. some more of Billy or some. He would get a sense of Billy's of what Billy is, but we don't really get enough enough of it. Um, 
I would have liked to see more of that, but Tommy is the main focus of these four issues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially when you're we someone... Got, we, got a, we got a visitor. Um, when you're someone who's coming into it uh, with only the, the passing information. Like, I know plenty about Power Rangers, but I don't know, like, it's not back of my head knowledge, you know? Sure. Um, I, I'd have to go, like, look up most of it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and coming to the, the book, it's hard to be invested in these characters I'm not actually familiar with. Um, like the most familiar I am with Power Rangers as a team right now would be the latest movie. And none of these characters are those characters. So I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> like, I can't connect to these guys. And uh, it's frustrating when it feels like everybody is written on a surface level to be very like, they don't really engage in real conversations about Tommy mm-hmm. or with Tommy. Uh, it's until Tommy. it's forced until it's forced. Yeah. And since that's the point of the book, it really frustrated me that I'm like, these are just, th- this is where like the, it, the writing was just falling apart for me on those characters. Like I just, I couldn't, I couldn't really care about when Tommy wasn't around because Tommy felt like the only real character. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand. <laughs> what, I, to- I totally get what you're talking about. I, uh, I'm just going to talk about that backup comic real quick. The Vulcan Skull wanna be super. I think it's great. Uh, it's just like a couple pages every issue of, of Steve Orlando writing great character work of uh, this Vulcan Skull wanting to impress the Power Rangers and they have like a Power Rangers TV station and then they see uh, a couple girls playing basketball and they're like, yo, we're gonna we're gonna impress them and they like kidnap a, a putty and they're like, we're superheroes now and they completely fall apart and they set the monster loose and they have to save them and it's like, I just thought it was a cute little backup story. That, that, I that putty, that putty being in a trench coat and a hat just disguised is so funny. Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree. I enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed the back end comics. I, I, I wish... I mean, I guess the whole book can't be that humorous when you're dealing with, like, some of the stuff it's dealing with. But, like, I definitely wish it had more of a comedic tone like those backup issues. Right. Or I just like how the first page of that backup book is where Bulk and Skull are in the principal's office, and if you see on his computer screen, he's looking up for more toupees to buy, more and toupees. as he's slamming, he's slamming his fist on his desk, his hair is falling off. That's, that's funny. That's a pretty um, funny monologue. Yes, yeah. Speaking of Bulk and Skull, them as the opening of issue one, I really liked. Yeah. I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that was one of the times where I was really grateful for the issue zero because it had the background, the beginning of the background comic. And I'm like, oh, oh, I know who these guys are. Yeah. Kind of. I, I, that's the thing. I understood Bulk and Skull better than most of the Power Rangers yeah. mm-hmm. as characters with how they were written throughout these books. Um, and that's not how it should be. Yeah, I get that. I, I, I don't, don't disagree. Focusing, focusing on two people instead of like a whole team. For sure. But like, uh, uh, still, it's 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 a yeah. little bit. It's a problem, a little bit. It's, it's I, would, of... I, I don't think I would give it as much uh, flack on that end if there weren't so many parts where Tommy isn't around and it's just about the other Rangers talking about Tommy. And I'm like, you gotta give me, you gotta give me more. Yeah. Than that. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's hard. Uh, I think it's hard when you are transferring something like Power Rangers, where really when you're watching the show, I would argue it's kind of similar to when you're a kid watching Godzilla. It's really all about. The, the action scenes with the big things or even the fight scenes with the little uh, putty men and the, and the power Rangers. And that's really what you're watching and that's what you're there for. Um, and that's usually what they're catering to. So it's not very complex outside of that, but when you switch it to a comic and I would say the same thing about most Godzilla comics, you have to make there be something more concrete to latch onto in the characterization department of whoever you're following. And I don't feel like power the this opening volume 
nails that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of like the art's beautiful, uh, but it is it is very much like you got to give me more than what I feel like the average Power Rangers episode is going to give me as far as characters. Yeah, I kind of I almost considered going further because I knew it ended. This volume ended on issue four, right? Yes, yeah. four. Yeah, four. Um, I knew that this volume ended on issue four. Reading it and. I almost considered going further and seeing if that would have been, I just had not to, but I do kind of wonder if maybe a full six issues would have been more preferable to just this trade collection. It's, uh, it's would, you get a, would you get a sense of the characterization then? I wonder, I don't know. Yeah, Most and a lot of, and it's not the standard, but most volumes of or arts of comics are four issues. Yeah. Like that's not, you need just, a, you just need more issues to really tell a full story, especially with a zero issue that, doesn't really set up anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just like yeah, like there wasn't a lot. The only thing not the a issue, lot to grab on. The only thing the zero issue really set me up for is that when we see Goldar later and he's isolated, ah, around, Goldar. I understand that like oh, Goldar was there at the yeah. fight with the Green Ranger and he's the reason that he lost. So Goldar's my favorite. Yeah, he's a big um, weird. <laughs> I really, but I, but, I, but I would agree because I think that the issue is it, not necessarily even would it improve the characterization, but. Once you hit issue four, the Rangers finally at least start talking with Tommy in a different way. They start expanding on who they are a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And the action of what's happening gets more interesting. Mm-hmm. But then it cuts you off at the knees right at that point. And I'm like, that's a terrible way to end this trade. That is yeah. a terrible way to end this trade. Mm-hmm. I really liked Rita in Tommy's ear. Yeah. I oh, like yeah. that stuff a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminded me a lot of Scorpio in Farscape. That is a reference I don't know. That's a good reference. I don't even I don't understand that reference. Puppets, baby! Farscape's a really good show, and there's a whole section where one of the villains actually just becomes everyone assumes he's dead, and he's actually just invaded the mind of uh not really him, but like a chip that represents him as an as a image in the hero's mind, constantly is like second guessing him for like a whole season of the show. Um, and it was a lot like that. That's cool. I, I always kind of like that trope of the villain in the in the hero's ear, and you're not mm-hmm. too sure if it is in fact Rita or if it's just a manifestation of what Rita is. Yeah. Until Tommy basically says, "Is no, you're my doubts. You're you're everything I hate about me mm-hmm. that I'm trying to expunge." And I I kind of I almost kind of wish they had kept it ambiguous toward uh, even towards the end. But I I really liked the, I really liked how that. I don't even think they out. necessarily need to keep it ambiguous, but they needed to make it a little more of a progression rather than a sudden like nobody just goes, "Oh, I get it. You're me. F you. <laughs> I'm I'm good now." And then he goes to the team later, and he's even like, "Guys, it's fine. I fixed it. I figured it I out." It's like it. nobody does that in like a half hour, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. wish that like Trini telling him to talk to it had come up earlier and Tommy had more directly confronted it earlier in the issues and mm-hmm. it slowly would have progressed to him uh, being able to overcome it. Yeah. In, totally fact, in, in fact, I wish it kind of was like Scorpio and Farscape because what happens is that the main character Crichton basically is constantly just arguing and shutting down and usually in a humorous way, once he's gotten past Scorpio, it's not that the voice stops being there. He's just better at outmatching it. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I would I would have liked to have been, that to have been uh, slightly better handled, but I still really enjoyed it. I thought it was some good character work mm-hmm. on the Tommy's part. Yeah, I think Tommy is just the standout of this of this whole volume. He's supposed to be, but I, I like yeah, everything. I like a lot that they did with him by design. Yeah. Uh, 
it's uh, speaking as a person with the least amount of Power Rangers experience. Um, it's it's hard to dive into this. Sure. Uh, it's not an easy slide in. Um, you are on some level expected to have some familiarity with this specific iteration of the yeah. Power Rangers, mm-hmm. uh, which I do not. Um, not not enough to to feel like I'm comfortable. Uh, and that's I think that's tough. I I, w- I kind of would have pre- preferred a from the ground up uh, approach. Like an origin. That's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Similar yeah. to how Boom is Boom Studios is currently tackling Buffy, perhaps. I mean, like, look, honestly, I would have preferred uh, the, the 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 most recent Power Rangers movie. That kind of like I loved meeting the team the way we did in that movie. That's how I feel I could have gotten into this comic a little more eased into it and more familiar with everybody. Uh, is that kind of approach? I understand why they don't do that. I understand why it is the way it is um it's just hard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i totally get that yeah even when cause it's been years years probably decades since i last seen the five episodes where tommy and the power rangers are fighting when he's under Rhea's spell so when because when i'm reading this and then they're talking about how tommy used to be a bad guy it took me a, a second to be like oh that's right he was the bad guy that was the biggest deal real quickly <laughs> just a nostalgia bait whatever yeah. that was the biggest deal as a kid when Tommy showed up on Power. Oh Rangers. yeah, totally. Like that was that was everything everyone was talking about uh, at school and and shit. Like just like, "Oh my god, did you see how cool the Green Ranger is and he's a bad guy and he's a ranger?" Like that was just like the shit back then. Not his school. Not his school. But, Not his school. Yeah. You know, it was know. a big it was a big pop culture moment. I, I believe you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh cuz that was or like even, when the, even when, when the White Ranger shows up. The White Ranger, yeah, and it's and it's revealed to be Tommy. And you have the White Tiger Zord. It's like, oh, that's so cool. Real quickly. So Super Sentai, we all know that Power Rangers is taken from a, a, a series called Super Sentai in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Sentai has been going since the 70s. In the what is the quote unquote Mighty Morphin Power Rangers version of Super Sentai, um, the Green and the White Ranger are actually different characters. Um, right. the, Green, the Green Ranger dies and then the White Ranger shows up and it's a different character. And I thought that that's, was interesting. Man, that's... That whole, like, I want to be the guy making that Power Rangers show. Like, all right, we're going to give you a bunch of, like, 20-year-old Japanese footage. Make that into a 90s kid show. Mm-hmm. Like, what? That's awesome. I still I still commend Power Rangers for, like, working. As did, well you as see, did you see the Toys That Made Us Power I, Rangers episode? I did, yeah. I don't think so. so I, it's, to, I would like to really great. It. It's really great. It does talk about the history of how Power Rangers came to be on TV and how Saban was just like an idiot with it. <laughs> it was just like, wait, we can just take the fights and then film our own shit. Yeah. And even though the characters don't match like the heights of the Power Rangers or when like they're, they're totally the Yellow fun. Ranger, the Yellow Ranger is a boy in the yeah. Super Sentai footage. Yeah, nobody, yeah, you're, you're seven, you don't know. You can't tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always found that was funny. It took, man, it took like I don't know what was the first show to be fully American produced, but it took a long time before we were doing our own Power Rangers show. It was a long time. It was like oh, like God. 20 years, for real. Like, it's like recent, I think. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, the Power Rangers shows I remember growing up heavily were obviously Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, I watched a little bit of Turbo. I watched the movie just because Tommy was in Turbo. And I was like, oh my God, the original, it's Tom, the original Green Ranger and White Ranger. He's there. And But what I heavily got into, like I was watching it after school every day, was Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. I freaking They put Jason David Frank in every Power Rangers show they could do because of how popular he was. And mm-hmm. he would constantly show up as a different Ranger in every yeah. iteration. And it would kind of be like this whole thing. They were trying to make a continuity with the whole thing because Super Sentai was so heavily continuitized. 
Um, I always find that really funny that, oh, here's a Red Ranger special with us, all the Red Rangers. Jason David Frank's there. Because he's yeah. the Red Ranger in Zeo and he's the Red Ranger in Turbo. He gets yeah. those clicks. Yep, yeah. Now, I, yeah. Always, I always like the episodes where they would take the, the previous Rangers and put them in episode for a team up. Yeah, those like, are always fun. Like I remember in Lost Galaxy where you saw the original uh, Power Rangers in space, uh, like their wrist communicators, all the team, there's just like there, then all the hands go and they grab their singular one and they just show up and it's like, oh, this is awesome. The movie, the first movie, the Power the Rangers, the movie, not the ooze one, but the first movie is, uh, oh, oh, probably the ooze one, I totally remember, but that was completely American created. We, it's our suits, it's our footage. It's there's no Japanese footage in that. The, I, the one with Ivan News. Ivan News is dope. That thing's yeah. dope as hell. That actor's dope as hell. That I did yeah. see it. Yeah, uh, that I that was that. that was the first Power Rangers thing that was completely American produced with no Japanese footage. Um, I had that on VHS. Like a 45 minute documentary on YouTube about the making of that movie. Uh, you guys should watch it. It's very fascinating. It's a bunch of TV people not knowing how to make a movie. I would love to watch. Well, yeah, they blow their entire budget on the skydiving scene. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to the comic. Yeah, back to the comic book. <laughs> I just wanna, I just wanna get to the good stuff because I know it's there. Yeah. I know not that this isn't good, but like it sets up like you. you it's call, very standard. It's very standard. Yes. Uh, you, like it sets up like Tommy. You cause the apocalypse, and he's like, "What do you mean?" Uh, and then fifty more issues of this comic come out. Yeah, like I said, the, the 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 moment that really pulled me out and went, oh, this is not like Power Rangers usually is, was Scorpina showing up in his bedroom, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm like, oh dang, oh dang, we're gonna do some stuff like this. I'm I'm super into it because I think, I think I think it does need to do more with like what the characters are like on the ground away from the suits, yeah. um, kind of more like the recent movie and how we talked about like that part was excellent and when they got to the fighting they were so good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. It's still crazy yeah. to me. It's still crazy. Yeah. I think. Uh, just- I think sadly, there isn't a lot of meat on this on this for on this volume one bone. Um, but no, I think I, the but four I think we're, really cuts you down. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're all pretty much willing to continue. Correct. Yeah. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. There, there's there, there's not a lot of meat on these bones, but I was enjoying reading what I what I had. Yeah, I but like the that. one thing. The one thing that really wants me to uh, wants me to continue on is kind of like the cliffhanger. Uh, oh, he like the it's the carrot. It's the carrot of that villain of him saying, "I've been looking to destroy you for a long time." And it's like, who was that guy? I want to know who that is. I flip the page. It's the Bulk and Skull stuff at the end. I'm like, damn it, they got me. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I will like slightly just critique this in that if if I were just a person who thought about it honestly uh, when this started coming out, who just picked up issue one of my Power Rangers, it probably wouldn't have kept me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but knowing knowing that like Ryan has said that there's good stuff to come, uh, mm-hmm. knowing what I've heard, just what I've heard about where the comics go and stuff, knowing a little bit more since then about Power Rangers as a whole because of another person I know who's mad into power rangers uh and explain like the entire history of the show and how they all connect to me mm-hmm. um i am more interested but i i wish that it it, it was like a immediate issue one oh man i'm in 100 and i'm not 100 in yeah. yeah but i will yeah. continue so we so we have decided to continue with the series uh we're going to do the next two volumes next because of how short these volumes are mm-hmm. yeah so uh, it'll be the next uh, volume two and volume three will be one episode. And that, that will also kind of make it so that we're not doing a million of these. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's if we continue it next week, because that is true. Was bad, so let's see how that continues. Yes, um, we we the show has the caveat of we can stop reading at any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're giving we're giving a wide opportunity for Power Rangers to impress us uh, yeah. completely on a second go. Yes. Um, okay, I I don't think we have much more to say, so uh, let's uh, let's get out of let's get out of here. What do you guys say? All right. Yeah. I say it's more for time. So next week, as as we said, uh, we will be doing the next two volumes of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, Hopefully, we'll continue till Kyle Higgins leaves the book, but we'll see next week uh, if it if it does grab us. Two weeks, sorry, next time. Um, uh, We'll see what happens. Until then, guys, um, you can definitely check out the back catalog of the Fickner Book Club. We've got all three volumes of wasted, all three current volumes of wasted space. We have an issue on the. A video on the Pride. We started we started that and finished in the same episode, um, but it's a good episode. You should check it out. We got other shows on this channel. Please make sure to like and subscribe this cha- uh, this this video. Um, we've got Fakeners Watch. We got Basement Arcade. Both have recently finished their stuff. We're talking about new stuff coming, so stay tuned. Click the bell icon for more content to come. Uh, this week on the Fakener Podcast, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh- <laughs> we always do. Uh, so stay tuned for all of that cool stuff. Until next week, guys, you can find me at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben? Oh, I don't really you pick up who goes next. Uh, you can find me <laughs> on the internet at BenManga27 on Instagram and Twitter. Hey, uh, I'm Ryan. You can find me at DJ Tony Snark everywhere. Hey, I'm Sparks. You can find me <laughs> um, probably dabbling in some video games at SparksWitty on Instagram and Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. As you can see on the scroll, check out our social media, Fickner Podcast, wherever, FickNerPodcast.com. Uh, check out the links in the description for some cool stuff, the Public Patreon. Until next until next time, guys, uh, stay tuned. Stay fake nerds. Mm-hmm. No, that's the microphone. I'm right here. <laughs> You're black where it counts. Yes. I'm gone. I'm gonna be my Batman t-shirt. That's, that's recorded. Uh. Oh, God. <laughs> God. First thing out of the mouth when you hit the record button is about a black penis. Mm. <laughs> I know what's going after the credits this time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put it in the back of the credits. Yeah. Where's my copy of Cards Against Humanity? I need to play the card. <laughs>